2: Listen, I'm not like the other guys. I can't offer you a nice house and like an easy lifestyle, but I can offer you love. And she's like, what if
1: I could get both (laughs) from one (laughs) guy? Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows.
2: Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma
1: Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So last night was arguably the worst episode of The Bachelorette ever. And yes, I am referring to Donald Trump. I mean, the episode itself, also not
2: great, but it really puts things in context when you see this lackluster episode of The Bachelorette interrupted by someone who wants to take all your reproductive freedoms exactly. away. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, oh, at least the stakes are pretty low. Normally, it's just Will's getting sent home like I'm not happy, but it's not the
1: same level,
2: right? It's yeah. not going to result in death and mayhem.
1: Exactly. There's just a lot of uplifting things to discuss today. You can tell that we're both in a really positive state of mind right now. (laughs) Um, And luckily, here with us in studio today to break it all down, you know, beyond the Supreme Court, is our Twitter buddy and E! News editor, Tierney Bricker. Who's in New York right now?
0: So excited to be here. (laughs) Wish it was for a better episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If only we were meeting under better circumstances, but we always have the (laughs) conks.
1: Yeah, don't worry. We'll make about 75 conk jokes, and then, you know, that's all we'll be thinking about. (laughs)
2: Yeah, because they're in the Bahamas this week. Um, It's pretty beautiful. They've never been before. None of them not have been to the Bahamas. Them. Not one of them. Um, I've never seen so much excitement over that fact. It's not like the most normal. It's not like everyone's been to the Bahamas, but it was Chris was really acting like, can you believe you haven't been here before? And can it's like, you believe no. this
1: is your first time? In the
0: Bahamas? It was a first time themed episode. Yeah. I think. That's true. Yeah. That's probably why he was really driving it home. <laughs> yeah. I think They're, she actually really has wanted to go, though, because do you follow her on Instagram? She posted that she was living out her Holiday in the Sun dream, which made me wow. so excited because <laughs> that is my favorite Mary Kane Ashley movie. I, it's a great <laughs> one. It's clearly hers, too. So Mine i could Passport to her on Paris. That oh, that's so, a good one, too. Yeah.
2: So I can't relate. I really can't. <laughs> no,
1: I feel like I'm like It Takes Two and Billboard Dad
0: are still very dear to my heart. <laughs> to the mat. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, it did seem like Chris Harrison felt like there was a huge responsibility for The Bachelorette to be Chris, the first ones to take Becca to the Bahamas. Chris I mean, you never forget your first time. Yeah, To yes. be able to have a role again. We're seeing more of Chris this season. I think that that's a sign that they feel that they're losing us.
0: You're throwing a little Chris well, at us. I thought maybe last season we would see more of him because Ari wasn't the best narrator. But I feel like Becca does a pretty solid mm-hmm. job of saying how she's feeling, moving the story, quote unquote, along. So I thought maybe last year. But I think by the end last year, they were like, let's just wrap this up. i <laughs> were <laughs> just hoping to speed through it and no one would notice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get
2: into the dates. Uh, First one-on-one, she comes in to pick the guys up or pick the guy up, the Mm -hmm. special guy. We're down to the final six. And by the end of the week, we're going to be down to four. So there's going to be three one-on-ones and then one three-on-one. Yeah. Yes. Um, And she comes and grabs Colton. Did this surprise anyone? It surprised Blake. It surprised oh, Blake. Losing and Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Blake. Blake Poor baby during Blake. this episode reminded me of like in a you know a romantic comedy about a single mom and her like first grade son, is always like, Why didn't Dad come to my T-ball game last night? And she's like, Oh, Buster, he really loves you. He's just super busy with his new girlfriend and life and family. Um, that's kind of Blake's, and someone uh, like I always forget that he is almost thirty. Like he is, is he?
0: not as
1: young yeah, as I think he's he is.
0: 28,
1: 29. Yeah, I think he was twenty eight during filming. He might be okay. twenty nine now.
0: He reminds me of a grown up, more matured version of Dean in a way. A I lot think he his, his is personality such a Dean, and his family stuff, which obviously this and isn't he's his like day baby faced
1: from Colorado. Yes. Um. I, I think he has very much Dean
0: appeal, but is a lot more emotionally mature. Yes, and so I think he's like the improved, upgraded version. But
2: like he of what does we got seem with so young to me. Like yeah. he really reacts in this way when she doesn't pick him for the date, where he's like, "She's got to know, like how hard this is for me. I feel like she knows. Like why? Why is she doing I this?" Know. He just seems lost. It was interesting because it was like the puppy.
1: non-aggro version of what often happens to <laughs> yes. at least one of the men at this point where they start to just get very anxious and in their own head and lose their minds. But Blake does what most women do and turn all of that energy internally onto himself yeah. rather than acting out against the other guys. But it's, it, it is funny to me to watch all the guys
2: at the beginning say, Oh, we're all so great. What a great final group. I really want this for any of us at this point because we're all so great. As soon as the date card comes, they're all like, fuckers are on their own. <laughs> I don't give a shit about any of you
0: anymore. Well, it reminded me sort of, I love, I recently rewatched some of Caitlyn's season because such a good season. Great season. And by like the final four, everyone starts unraveling. That's where you're really getting down to bare bones of your emotions and Sean really had a hard time with it her with anyone else that is the aggro
1: version I was referring
0: to I wonder though if it's sometimes those off-camera moments or little things she's giving him that he picks up on where like Jojo told me with Jordan and he didn't realize it at the time until after the show had finished she would squeeze his hand three times to say I love you And he never picked up on it. And so I wonder sometimes I think that gets in your head, too, that you're or off camera, you know, things that are said to you. And I kind of am picking that up a little bit with Blake, I wonder. Well, she was he was the first person that she had like a really good
2: one on one with and then seemed to continue to feel really good about. So he that often happens to like a really early front runner that they feel really confident and then realize the other (laughs) relationships have caught up to them and freak out. Um, and he does have that front runner um, sense, too, that, like, it seems like he's feels really strongly about her because he's so upset. We got that sense with Sean, too, that he's really personally invested. But I don't think that Blake is going to win. So it's like it's hard to to no, watch. but I
1: do think he's making already a great case for next Bachelor. I think so, too. Maybe so. Um, OK, so back to Colton. Um, mm, this first, is... let me comment on Wills' excellent fashion oh, sense. I it's it. just next level for a bachelor contest- <laughs> uh, bachelorette contestant. He's wearing a
0: leopard romper. Fantastic. How I like couldn't you pull, pull that off. Because I know. You have to plan out bathroom breaks when you wear a romper. <laughs> and you are in like a filming schedule in the Bahamas. I'm going to say this, and it's not fair. Men don't. Yeah, but like even with a romper with a
2: guy, I feel like... I feel like there's a you, there are buttons yeah, you yeah. zip down just it's just yeah. listen
0: it's not fair, <laughs> but and it I'm is happier about it. But I but, think for men it's easier. I love his style and how comfortable he seems. It doesn't seem like it's wearing him. He's wearing it yeah. exactly. Sorry to sidetrack us. Yeah. We'll get back to Colton <laughs> Uh and the fact
1: that Colton is a virgin, which we had known. <laughs> from the teasers, but the, it hasn't come up the whole season. And we actually learn about it from the guys yeah. back in the suite having a little boy chat about <laughs> it and about whether
2: he's going to have to address it.
1: I know that the producers certainly sat them all down and were like, you must talk about this now. But it was so weird the way they were talking about his virginity.
2: Yeah. I mean, Colton is, what, like 25? 20, 26. 26. 26. Uh, he's apparently been in one serious relationship. Uh, but regardless, it really doesn't – it's not anyone's business. It made me really uncomfortable the yeah. way they were talking about what a big responsibility it would be to,
0: like, like to they him. They called it, like, they said the skeleton in his closet. I think they used right. that phrase about his virginity. It just feeds into all these weird conceptions
1: we have about virginity as though you are, like, one person when – You are Mm -hmm. a virgin and then you cross that boundary and then you are another person. You are released of something or you've given up something if you're a woman. Like it's just on both ends, we have an obsession over someone's status and it's so counterproductive. I think a lot of people like
2: what I see on The Bachelor often is this very specific idea of what an acceptable sexual history is. And it's like you don't start too young. Maybe when you're like 18 to 20 with someone you love, with someone you love, you do it for the first time. And then you've maybe had like a couple of sexual partners since then. You're definitely Experience experienced enough to know yeah. what you're doing, but like not so experienced the that it's plus, <laughs> right? It's very mm-hmm. specific. And it's like, oh no, you missed the boat at 18 to 20. Sorry, too late. You're like damaged goods now. Like it's so, and it's especially bad like with uh, Colton, I think because he's a man
1: like I think that with women we still get it on the show like, yeah. with Ashley she had to like defend herself a lot but we also do tend to fetishize virginity when it's a woman's virginity because we right. still have this like outdated conception of women as having to be pure in some sense and that virginity grants them that whereas men are less manly more yeah. feminine haven't right. asserted their sexuality if they're not if they haven't had sex and Yeah, I, you know, and I thought I thought Colton handled their
0: conversation really well. I did, too. And you brought up, you know, the men kind of hide the fact that they are. And he said that he I and I wondered if he did that because he knew he had told his buddies in locker rooms like, yeah, he talked about all of his sexual experience. And then he's coming on a reality show saying he's a virgin. And so I think maybe I like that he brought up the, you know, locker room talk. But I thought that was interesting that he addressed it. That he's lied.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to maybe differ from you guys. I mm. don't think he handled this conversation very well. And it actually made me more uncomfortable than the fact that he is a virgin. Like, I I thought that it was unsettling that he s- revealed that he lied a bunch about it in a locker room setting and that, like, I guess made up elaborate stories about his sexual exploits. That made me really uncomfortable. Um and also Becca was asking him questions that he just wasn't answering to the point that it was really unclear to me why he was even telling her. Like, was he why saying... Why he thought it was yeah, relevant. Right. Like, was he saying, this is important to me and I want to, you know, not have sex and I want to save that for a later point? Or was he saying, like, this is a fact about me. I'm not experienced, but, like, it's... I'm ready and my
1: heart is open. Like what? That was the sense that I got. To me, how I sort I was of was left totally confused. How I read the situation was that a producer had really worked him up to being like, "This is a thing about you. You need to share this with her. You can't go go to hometowns and not have like said this thing." And so he sort of word vomited about it. And I, I do understand why. He would say, like, I was ashamed of this and therefore I did make up these story. I don't think it's great, but it also seems completely realistic in yeah. so, sort of a hyper masculine setting that you would feel this pressure to the point that as like a 20, 21 year old, 23 year old guy, you would sort of try to try to fit in really hard.
2: I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just saying he good. literally was like it was just locker room talk. And I have, like, a I have a bit of a reaction to that now. I don't oh, yeah. think that I would necessarily want to
1: be with a guy who's like, oh, yeah, in the locker room I say all kinds of shit about, about women. women in it. No, I mean, I agree. I don't think it's great. Um, but I do think, I don't know, I think perhaps it was honest and that gives Becca the opportunity to decide whether that's something that rubs her the wrong
0: way or well, not. But, he not, also but used, not sexually. He used football also as an excuse for why he felt he wasn't as, you know, sexually active, I guess you could say. He said, oh, I focus too much on football Colton. And, and I, I wasn't forgot on. Forgot about personal Colton. Two
2: totally different <laughs> two people. The two very Colton. different people. Personal
0: Colton and football Colton. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That That's how he decided to. And he said his dad. He didn't think his dad knew. Which yeah. that must get in your head, too, that you're about to voice this on national TV. And important people in your life don't know this about you.
1: I, yeah, like, I just feel like maybe know? we don't need we don't need to have these conversations on national right. television at all, like I don't because think it's we not something that is like that's the ultimate way I walked away from this whole thing. Feeling is like what does this say about him? Fucking nothing,
2: right? I mean, I thought it was very weird that he said the thing about his dad because, um, I mean, at what point do you say? Hey dad. hey dad, I'm 23, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> haven't had sex yet. Just you so think? you know, in case it comes up on TV or something like like that's not a thing that you tell or your like, dad. Or like, hey dad, I just had sex. Like <laughs> you could probably fist bump. I mean, well, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe you guys you do. do maybe that. maybe you have that kind of relationship with your father. I have to say, I don't have that relationship no. with my father, so that was confusing to me. But I mean. It it was odd to me, I guess, the way that he presented it was that he brought it up like it was this very serious potential roadblock to their entire relationship and then kind of hemmed and hawed about every aspect of it to the point like she was like, wait, so like what really is going on here? Because you had this girlfriend that you say you loved mm-hmm. and he was sort of like, Oh it, yeah, it, it was, was hard. Difficult. And I was like, what was hard? Was it hard that she wanted to have sex and you didn't? Was it hard that like she didn't and you did? Was it hard that
1: like you guys couldn't get there? Was it hard we didn't get to a lot tell of clarity. people?
2: Like I yeah My only
1: thought about that was that if he was referring to Ali Raceman, giving given how public a figure she is and given everything all the trauma she's been through Perhaps there were things that involved right. their sex life that he yeah. didn't want to get into at all.
2: I just felt like it shouldn't like don't bring, don't it, bring up.
1: it up Yeah, because now
2: there is a lot of now there it's like, well, why is it a roadblock? Is it because you don't feel like you're ready to have sex with me and you know that I want that? Like there wasn't that much
1: because he also explicitly about how made it, it actually, clear, like I'm not saving myself yeah. for marriage. I'm waiting for the right person but he didn't say like you're the right
0: person and it's not like it's the fantasy suite date now they still have hometowns before fantasy suite where i think if any date was going to bring up those concerns or that conversation it might be that be when they were actually in a position to potentially sleep together but the editors did her dirty (laughs) yes the bathroom thing And I've heard people say, you know, they'll be like, we need to check your mic. It's not working. And so it looks like you're mad getting up and you leaving a table. And <laughs> it's like he says this and she's, I need a moment
2: and walks away. I was like, and the way they cut it, it, like she walks out onto the balcony and it's still light out. And then we see her again before she goes back inside and it's. Pitch black, and I was like, Okay, so they're making it look like she abruptly got up right after this conversation and went outside for like three hours. And meanwhile, he's just sitting there fidgeting with his cuffs and being like, I don't know, I hope I'm not getting dumped for being a virgin.
1: Yeah, she tweeted about it something like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure I just got up to go to the bathroom, and Colton responded, It was like, Yeah can confirm that's what happened took zero offense oh my god it was just such a weird so becca took a bathroom break not a like (laughs) i have to consider whether your virginity is all right with me break
2: i just want to like really clearly say like i think this feeds into really negative like shameful feelings for people who are watching the show and Mm -hmm. like i felt that way like i'm you know I was as I've said before a little older and like had that feeling before I had sex for the first time that like it was too late for me that guys were going to be weirded out by it they're going to feel like it was a huge responsibility to deal with and that really psychs you out it makes you feel like there is something wrong with you and I, I think it's even really bad for women even though there is a faction of society that still fetishizes purity among women there's also the counter side is like no have actually experienced is good and you should be really experienced because guys don't want to sleep with someone who doesn't Mm -hmm. know what they're doing and it's like there's no right way to be and everyone just feels ashamed and it was like it's. It was hard to think about people who were in their 20s and 30s or even older who haven't had sex yet watching this and feeling like, oh, this is a huge deal. This is something that I have to disclose to people because it's, like, a flaw that I have. And I don't think – just, like, don't feel that way. It's bullshit. And I think a lot of people won't actually care as much as the dudes seem to think. Yeah. Even Becca didn't care that much. And that's what the whole buildup was
1: about. So – Also, the men were questioning, like, you know, can she have physical chemistry with him? Yes. There are a lot of really fun components to a sexual relationship with someone that don't involve... Penetrative sex, right? Let's be really clear about that. Also, first of all, it's like and you like, don't need to have sex to have physical chemistry. Yeah, right? No,
2: it's Otherworld, ridiculous. It's not like you meet a guy and you're like, "Well, I don't <laughs> feel any physical chemistry for him," but that's
1: because we haven't had sex yet. Like, no, it's the opposite way is how. <laughs> and I agree that to some people, sex and s- sexual chemistry within like that particular act is important, and that's a conversation you can have, and that's something you can explore with someone in a relationship or in a context where you're not in a relationship and you want to sleep with someone. But that doesn't mean that we have to put these intense definitions onto people based on their previous sexual experience. Because mostly, you know, so often our previous sexual experiences don't speak to how our chemistry might be or how great sex might be with someone new. Um, And I just think we do everyone a disservice when we put value, positive or negative, on any identity. Right. Like let's
0: treat it like a value neutral (laughs) thing going forward. Ashley I, I mean, she said it became her identity on the show. Mm -hmm. And people said you don't act like a virgin because of the way she would kiss Chris. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Do not act like a virgin.
2: People could have seen the way I used to behave like no one li- like a lot of people are not having sex. And maybe you assume they are because you think virgins all go around in like high necked collars and like kiss people on the cheek. After I mean, I wore a, really a V on date. my shirt until, you know, everyone <laughs> Brandon. and then he rips it off. Sarah, yeah, he's I like, got I
0: got it. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah. And we get a really fun run-up to all of this
1: because their day date is hanging out on a boat, half naked, making conch. conch jokes, yeah. and eating a a piece of the conch that is an aphrodisiac. Apparently, the the sight of the the pistol of
2: the conk you pull out, oh, yeah. and that's supposed to be the aphrodisiac. Um, it, it gave me the shudders. It looked really gross. So we <laughs> haven't done it. What would you have tried it? Yes, I would have probably have yeah. Under pressure, to. yeah. In
1: that situation, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, if I, I wasn't being filmed,
2: perhaps not. <laughs> or I might come up with something like, "Oh no, I'm a vegan. I just decided last <laughs> night, and like I can't do." it. I this. just decided right now, in <laughs> yes. this
1: moment, I have a moral opposition. I'm
2: willing to never eat meat or dairy again in order to not have to eat this. Um, I loved they uh, as they were hanging out on the boat. There's some sample dialogue. Her, you're so handsome, him, you're beautiful. They basically so exchange deep, no deep intellectual during connection. this date other than how attractive they find each other and that he's a virgin.
0: Or it's usually I'm having such a great time. Yeah. Are you having a great time? And then on the nighttime date. Wasn't today so fun? I had so much fun.
1: Really, Becca is just like, let's fill the dialogue so that we can get to the point where I can just make out with your
0: face yes. again
1: because she is so attracted to him.
2: He's it's, a
0: Ken doll. I really looks think like a Ken doll. He
2: does. And I really think that the guys were talking so much about how maybe they can't have physical chemistry because it's so obvious that she has nothing but physical chemistry with him. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's not even a thing because he doesn't have sex. So like, <laughs> what do they even have? Um okay so are we are we all set
1: with Colton I think we're set with Colton we've had a long yeah. winding conversation yeah Th- he got the rose yes <laughs> and you know how
2: we feel all right moving on uh Garrett gets the next date card love is in the air uh Blake uh blanches <laughs> feels like he's been slapped in the face. At this
1: point, they are just dragging out Blake's one-on-one as Wait. long as possible in the hopes that he will break completely. <laughs> um, He's very resilient. He, like, bends really far over but <laughs> never quite
2: breaks. You only get one Chris R a season. Um, so uh, she meets Garrett uh, on a beach, and they're picked up by a seaplane. They're first. Did anyone notice what the seaplane was called? I didn't either, but apparently it was called the Tia. Seriously? And they didn't put Colton on this date? They were like, the seaplane named Tia or Or conch. (laughs) conch (laughs) What should we do? No, I think they made
1: the right decision. Yeah, Um, I want to say this was a real contrast to her plane time, helicopter time with Leo in which they were not touching, looking opposite directions. And this, she they are just making out, holding hands, like giggling on top of each other. Yeah. It's obvious who she's into is all I'm saying. Yes.
2: <laughs> and she keeps saying like, he's so funny. has such like a sexy, fun vibe and sexy and fun, sexy. And I'm like, OK, I don't actually think Garrett is that sexy. But
0: the important thing is that Becca feels that way. Um, My sister hasn't watched all season. Doesn't know anything. She knew a little bit about the Lincoln drama. And she said she found Garrett most attractive. Really? From the lineup of guys. Yeah. And then Blake. But she... And I mean, I guess <laughs> it's obviously like, like a broken. personal preference too. Right. But... Yeah, she was no, like, "I think that's... Garrett's the most attractive," and then I kind of, you know, filled her in. Because <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, I was like, because it's colored everyone <laughs> I know's viewing experience. Well, but the thing it's, is, it's every definitely colored
2: it. I feel like I still can look at Colton and be like, he's really attractive, even though I have a very low opinion of him. I just really, genuinely don't think Garrett is handsome.
1: And I think he's kind of. I, I think if you remove everything about him, but he's the most cute. handsome one
2: there, no, that would like, be Blake. Yeah, definitely. I would say Blake. I think that also, but this is a different piece of context. Garrett's attractiveness was ruined for me when he did the Chris Farley impression. Yeah, that and now was when I see good. him, all I can see is the Chris Farley impression. It was not a good entrance. No, I mean, there's like sexy fun humor, and then there's like
0: humor Chris that isn't Farley sexy at <laughs> all. I mean, he's dad jokes. Uh, no, that's Garrett. It's yeah, all dad jokes, bro jokes. Yeah. That seems to be his jokes life. about immigrants. Bigot jokes. You know, yeah. You all know, just all those. Jokes. Just the whole range.
2: Um, so basically we just see them swinging on a tire swing, making out. And he tells her that he's had a hard week. It was awkward when Colton came back and no one wanted to hear about his date. They're all starting to feel tense. But like he tries to be understanding
1: and st- think positive. He's such a positive guy. He never even really gets down.
2: He can count the number of times he's gotten really down on one hand in his I don't entire trust that. life. That was
0: the biggest red flag yeah. I've heard all season. That's right? weird. That like, was that weird scared that you me. think that's he's been a divorced. quality that you're like, yes, this is something that she's going to love about me. I should lead with this. <laughs> you have said you've been like emotionally abused by your wife and you're like, uh, five times in
2: don't my life. Gone a divorce maximum five times. He made it sound like it was less than five. Like, I guess I could count it
0: on one hand, like if I needed to count it at all, uh, maybe they were having it was part of a bigger conversation where she was t- like compared to losing her dad and going through that. That's like I, that's the only way I can justify what you consider down I, enough no. to be. Like, I like, don't understand. Like she was like, I like your positivity. Yes. And he's like, well, life is
2: short. I don't like to get d- really down about things. And she's like, well, I don't know. I, it's a side I haven't seen of you. And she makes it sound like she'd like to see that side of him. To know he's not a sociopath know and is, in a fact, old. a complete human being. And that's when he says, like, I can count the times I've been really down and discouraged on one hand. And I was like, wow, isn't it really fucking great to be a white guy in America? <laughs> Can't imagine what that feels yeah, like. Seems nice, Garrett.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything is through the lens of those Instagrams now. Well, maybe Sorry, that y'all. will take him to the second hand, you know, having to go through that experience.
2: Right. Yeah, no, that's number six. Maybe maybe he's like, is, this is number six. So... They go to the dinner date riding this high of his positivity and she asks if he has dated since his marriage and he says just dates but if anything reminded him of like his marriage he
1: would just How cut long it off. ago was he divorced? Not not mm. a, not that many years ago, right? I want to say two. Yeah, two. so it's not that it's not weird that he hasn't it's not that you know, long. been in relationships since
2: yeah. Oh, no, it's really not.
0: Um, and he was with her three years. Yeah. And, and then engaged, friend. I think he said, for one? A year, a year and a half, and then married for... And he's 29 now, so... Yeah. So that was his whole 20s. Most of yeah. his 20s he was yeah.
1: with this woman or disentangling himself yeah. from this woman.
2: Um, And she asked what he was attracted to about his ex other than adventurousness. And I think it's weird that he keeps saying how adventurous he is and how much he loves adventure because his other main thing is I want to be a dad minivan? and have a minivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not really seeing how those are going.
2: Okay. Um, and he says, well, basically, I just really wanted to get married and start a family. So he just was like, this will do. She'll She'll do.
0: I think it's. I speak about because I left my hometown, like after college, I went right to L.A. A lot of my friends back home settled down immediately. And I think when you're in a relationship like that, you're thinking, what's the next step? You can't just be, you know, dating and happy. Everyone's asking, when are you guys getting married? And I think you tell yourself, well, the obvious next step is we get married and start having kids. Like, that's what you do. That's just what you do. And I think maybe that's what he was speaking to. Yeah. And yeah. you th- have this idea in your head, like, marriage is going to be so fun and we're going to just start having kids right away. And you rush it and you're not ready. You're not mature enough. I mean, you can get married young and it works. But I think that— Or one or both of you doesn't actually want to get
1: married. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she didn't really— Yeah. Necessi- or
1: But, like, that's the other thing. We're only hearing about this marriage, obviously, from Garrett. hmm And— I mean, that's—yeah, it's always the danger when we hear about anyone's relation- past relationships— Of course, we get this person's version of the trauma they went through. I mean, that is with any of these kind of stories. So I always wonder, feel that it must be particularly hard to be, you know, the immediate family members or exes of these people because they do go on. And if they get to a certain point, end up airing a lot of that trauma um, to in vague terms to a mm-hmm. national public who can then sort of find out who you are, and I assume his ex-wife is getting a lot of, yeah, um, online harassment.
0: It's been nice opening my inbox though every day and not seeing an alert from In Touch that it's like Garrett's ex-wife speaks, oh. <laughs> and because I mean you gotta live for those, but it seems <laughs> like she is very much okay with not being part. Of this I mean, narrative, I would not. Want I would, yeah, no. exclude me, especially like, especially because some of the words he's using to describe her. What he say in this one? She's hot, hot headed, and yeah. like yelled at him a Hot-blooded. lot.
2: Always yelled a lot from the beginning. But he, like he, uh, do you guys think that it's concerning that he puts sort of all the blame for the marriage not working on his wife? And when Becca asked, like, what he learned. She, she, he says things like, "Oh, like, to find someone better
0: next time." It seems like he didn't do a lot of evaluating and looking inward. Perhaps at, therapy might have been a might be. A I good was going to say maybe he is in
1: therapy, but I think everyone should be in well, therapy. Like, it seems him. like
2: the only lesson he learned, and maybe like, there's no way for us to know. Maybe she was really abusive, and he like was not at all at fault, and. That's the only lesson he could have taken away. It's it's impossible for us to know. But in that case, it's, like, really hard for me to imagine why going on a TV show and picking a wife in, like, two months seems like the great next step to make sure you don't mess that up again. Because, like, anger issues are something you could probably hide pretty well when you're the lead of the show. Not saying that Becca has anger issues, but how would he know? How would he know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um. And then they talk about how much they love kissing each other, and she he says he's beginning to fall in love with her, and she says you just made my
1: night. She's so into him. I I also I just really do appreciate that Becca is a female lead who is so into making out. Yeah, (laughs) like just has no shame about it. I respect that.
2: I mean, this is going to be maybe her last chance to make out with a different dude every night, and I think she should. She should go for it. Embrace it. it. Yeah. Um, so that the date ends with them going night swimming in the ocean,
1: right? Making she out some more. Gives him the rose because she wants to meet his family and yeah. find out why he's this stand-up man. There's also a, <laughs> a line earlier in the date that really stood out to me, where she says something like, "I just want to make sure that we're really aligned." in every way or something along those lines. And I was just like, I don't think you are.
2: (laughs) Yeah, when she was like, I want to find out the family behind this stand-up man. I was like, yeah, I want to find out about the family (laughs) behind this man too.
1: (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll whittle it down to the hometown four. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy.
2: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down.
2: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
1: date card thank goodness because or well, else. Would he, have, he would have jumped off that boat yeah. on the 3 one <laughs> oh, they were like ah oh, jason you can jason, <laughs> jason and wills and cool leo you, you can all handle fine.
0: it he is along for the ride jason yeah. is how every contestant should be
2: well but i think jason is very much just like marrying becca would be great mm-hmm. or like if not marrying someone else will be great. <laughs> yeah. right. this like, was a great experience yeah. either way <laughs> yeah. um the the date card says blake you make my heart skip a beat And you know what that means? Who let the dogs out? It means the Baja men are playing their brand new song. I know you've all been waiting for this hot single to drop. It's called Bump Bump, and it's about bump bumping.
1: It doesn't have the same, you know, catchy ring to it as Who Let the Dogs Out. I mean, they're they're a classic one-hit wonder. I mean, do we know of any other?
2: No one was waiting for their follow-up. Um, but it, they are a fun concert band. Like they have yeah. a, that dancey vibe, and they they're playing on the beach, and Blake and Becca are bumping and grinding a little. I love Blake here.
1: Very so cute
0: little dance moves. Much. I love that he was just so into it. Was so excited to He's be there. With so high. happy. I mean. His moves were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he I was charming. He by could him. move his hips. I was kind of impressed for a white dude, like, yeah, like spinning her around. Not bad. I think she was a little surprised and like taken aback yeah. how into it he was. <laughs> Well, she had no idea. He had all this pent up
1: feeling
2: that he suddenly <laughs> redirected so into being and to be thrilled to be able to get out
1: of the hotel.
2: He was like, I had all this despair and anxiety and now I can just release it all in this beautiful bump and grind
0: on the beach. <laughs>
1: it felt a little bit like when Eric got his late one on one with Rachel mm-hmm. and he was just like so full of joy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't bode well. Like,
2: <laughs> well, because I and I think, too, like if you're just so excited and relieved to finally get that date then it's hard almost to, like, be in the date. Like, I feel like he's just bursting with, like, I did it. I'm here. I got the date. Like, it's me on the date. It's me. Like, it was hard for me to not think when I was looking at him. He's really in his head just thinking about how glad he is he got this date, which is not the same as, like, focusing on the experience of it.
0: And I do think he is one of those contestants that is very aware of the process and knows – the certain tentpole events, I just get that vibe from him that he's very tuned into almost the production of it, and not in a bad way necessarily. Just it's sort of just keeping like tabs. someone who had an awareness yeah. of the show before and kind right. of went into it expecting certain things.
2: Yeah, I mean, so he's got to know that he's he's a front runner, but. I don't know. I'm not feeling good for Blake at this point.
1: And they have a conversation where he's like, you know, I was getting in my head and she says she could tell. But instead of overly reassuring him, she says that she can now empathize with Ari because she has strong feelings for multiple people. And
0: Blake's face just (laughs) falls. Poor little baby face Blake. Don't you love, though, that each season these contestants sign up for this show knowing the premise it's like when people go on Project Runway and they get the menswear challenge, and they're like, "I didn't know this was coming. I don't do menswear." Every season they make you do menswear. You signed up to a show knowing she's going to date other people, and it's every time they fall for it. I yeah. just think that in that
1: environment, as prepared as you could be, and which is why I know I would do horribly on a show like this. Yeah. like they just get in your fucking head, and yeah, you no. have have now. They've now been there. What? Six weeks, seven I, yeah, weeks. I think probably
2: also a lot of people go in being like, maybe I'll get to travel. Maybe I'll get Instagram mm-hmm. followers. But are like the chances that I'll, I'll actually be into out, this person yeah, are like what, like maybe three out of 28, which is not that high. Chances are I'm not going to really be into this person. Chances are they're not going to be into me. And so I think a lot of them are kind of taken aback when they yeah, feel yeah. things really I think strongly. You're right. Um, but sorry, that's the whole plan. (laughs) Right, it it is what it
1: is. So now you're on national TV (laughs) having a fucking meltdown. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, this is really, like, one of the downsides of being really attractive. Like... People like me do not just accidentally end up falling in love on TV and grappling with it. Like, no one is trying to, like, finagle me onto The Bachelor, and it's great. My my love life gets to be totally private except for all of the parts I share on this podcast. Um, with, with our loyal audience. Yeah. Um, so uh, at the—I this, I think the the night date, they talk about his parents' divorce because she wants Oof. to know how that affected— him and it turns out to be a really brutal story
1: oh god
2: uh like maybe the worst divorce Mm -hmm. story i've ever heard on this show for sure um and he basically says i have a hard time opening up and sharing how i feel because my family was really repressed he his parents got divorced when he was in high school And his because his mom had an
1: affair with his basketball coach and English teacher. And it's a small town. So he found
0: out details of it from other acquaintances,
2: including the Uh, fact that his mom uh, was
0: moving out of their family home. Like he did not find that out from his mom. Very similar situation to one of my closest friends in high school. Oh, God. Like we were small town. Her dad was a lacrosse coach. Um, They were like best family friends with another family. And it all came out. Everyone found out in school. They Like, they would oh, go on family trips together. It was devastating. And the impact it had, like, on my friend and all of the kids involved, it was so sad to see. And everyone's talking about it. You can't get away from it. And hearing him talk about that, I was like, I can't even imagine for him. Like, when he said the thing about his mom moving out, finding that out, basically, like, in the hallways of your high school. Oh, God. It's h- horrific. Ugh. But now— what is that hometown date going to be like? Well, it I looks know. like did he they? has a pretty good
1: relationship with both of his parents yeah. now. I mean, it's been almost 15 years since this yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I just from like a little bit of light Instagram stalking, I hate there's photos okay. of him and his mom, him and his dad. Nice. His mom seems to be remarried. Maybe it's to that man. I don't yeah. know. Um,
2: he did say but, they fell in love. Yeah. So it so, seems like
1: it was... Right. Yeah. So it seems like they they are coexisting now. Yeah. Um And we've had but.
2: divorced hometowns before, where they went to two different places. Vanessa's. The Vanessa's. Was, right? Yeah, I think so. Two different. And and we've even had hometowns yeah. where. The, the parents came. The to, parents yeah, were uh, the were place. divorced, and yeah. they and we've also had ones where they were divorced, and the the child only gets along with one of them. Yeah. Oh, right. Um. So, like, all things considered, this yeah. might not be the most dramatic, uh, actual hometown date that we've had, but it's the backstory is yeah. awful, and it really is amazing. Like he's saying, well, this gave me all these issues opening up, and I think Becca's really accurate and being like it doesn't seem like you have issues opening up like i would never have he's the most articulate
1: about his feelings of probably any of the men
2: and very quick to share that and he
1: like this happened obviously the divorce
2: before the incident with his girlfriend that he said i love you too i almost forgot about that
1: Uh
2: right so it kind of seems like he's got this fear of a relationship but also just desperately wants that stability yeah of of finding the and, and is conflicted and obviously it hasn't worked out for him very well in the past like that's a really rough way for it to go because she just dumped him like right away
0: basically after he said I love you did he say like he thinks that's kind of his issue in relationships is that he rushes into them too quickly i can't remember how i can't remember
1: how what he said about the ex except for the fact that he saw in a text that she was going to break up with him Oh, which
2: now that you know about his parents Uh. and
1: finding out from
2: his classmates that's like exceptionally awful um no it seems to me like he has like both instincts and they're kind of at war and that makes a lot of sense given what he's been through but um but he's like, well, it's easy for me to open up to you. Cause falling in mm-hmm. love with you is fun,
1: but staying in uh, love could be even even more fun. more fun, guys. And he says, "I'm in, I'm in love with you," and she says, "You're gonna make my heart burst,
0: or Aww. something like that." He is just too cute. I know, I, like, I know. I, know. I fully about, have a crush on Blake. I believe everything that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> and when yes. he said the staying in love thing. I was like, that's something a woman actually wants to hear. Yeah. You always hear on this show, I'm beginning to fall in love with you. I might. I think I'm falling in love with you. But to have someone say, I want to stay in love with you. Right. I think that was really sweet. Yeah. And like like that he
2: wants that (laughs) permanence. Yeah. Um, She says basically like, I have these really strong feelings for him. I want to tell him
1: that I'm in love and it's hard to hold back. There was some... Editing yeah, so. in there, and I couldn't quite tell if they had spliced s- something she was saying later about someone yeah. else. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure, but there was a we have our suspicion. A, yeah, there was a distinct tonal <laughs> change, um, and you could tell that the sentence had been spliced together. So, just want to flag that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, but yes, she's very into him. <laughs> and then it's
2: the three on one. The date card uh, says, "Will's, Jason, and Leo. These days are never easy," which isn't a pun. It's, it's just, just a fact. A fact. <laughs> it's like brace yourself. Yeah. Just like we all know this has to be done. Like layoffs at the company.
0: I just cannot believe Leo is still there. I know. I know that's like he doesn't I enjoy make it him. far into the day. I know. I really enjoy him. I really like him. It's every season. Leo I guess there's doesn't just know someone, why he's there. I know, which he continuously says.
2: <laughs> um. So they start out the day uh, playing beach volleyball, and then she sits down first with Wills, and he tells her that he had a hard week. This is the theme of mm. the week. She's like, general. yes, I heard <laughs> you're, like, you're all I've having a hard time. <laughs> um, and he's like, I want you to meet my parents. They will oh. be celebrating their 50th anniversary next year. Oh. I just want to say again, that means they were married for like 20 years before they had wow. like, before they had Wells. Like, he's not 50. No. He's like 30. <laughs>
0: yes, he he's 29. Yeah. I wish there was a 50 year old contestant. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> I kept being like, oh, yeah, 50 years. That's cute. And then I was like, wait, that's crazy. <laughs> um I mean, I want to know. Does he have too. siblings? Right. I want to know we whether know. he's like at the end of a big family or whether his parents like waited yeah. for a while. Like, I kind of want to know like what the family story is, but we're never going to find out now. So. We should have known as soon as he said that. Yeah. Because now now once I was curious, it was all over. Yep. Um, then she talks with Jason. He was like, it hasn't been an easy week.
1: <laughs> She's like, I know. Again, I know. She's like, remember when I got brutally dumped on national television handle yourselves (laughs) man. just kidding she's very empathetic Um, and I
2: think sometimes she does feel a little uh, impatience with their stress because she was like I also did this and then a worse thing happened so like (laughs) spare me the details Um, and Jason tries to be positive he's like I think we have a lot of similarities and values and also making out and I see happiness together. Pretty vague. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are just people, I think, whose profiles match on paper pretty well. They want the same things. They have similar, like, lifestyles and friends. And they would mesh. And they're like, cool. We also
0: are attracted <laughs> to each other. I think if they met in the real world under normal circumstances, that would be a guy she would hit it off with.
1: Yeah. But I think
0: in this setting, I don't know if he's the right personality type to be the one at the end
1: of something like this.
0: But you know what I mean? Like, he seems like a solid, genuine dude that if you met him out at a bar, you'd be like, I enjoy his company. Yeah. And this entire season, I think he's been... Or if their friends set them up. Yeah, and he's been a delight this season. They always cut away to him, like, just enjoying watching the guys go at it. Their date was great when he started crying when he saw his friends. He just doesn't have the
2: intensity. And I think when you're The Bachelorette, you want to feel a guy's intensity Mm -hmm. for you before you have him especially
1: because she's so scared that those feelings aren't real or that these men will yeah these men will express feelings that they're forcing in some capacity
2: like she says with garrett she's afraid that he just wants to be married so much that he will pretend a relationship is working again like he did before (laughs) um and got married um and she's he was like, nah, I won't do that. But yes, he's had
0: that minivan for years. He's been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and then she sits down with Leo, and this is where the day takes a, a dark, dark turn. turn. <laughs> uh, and he's basically like, listen, I'm not like the other guys. I can't offer you a nice house like an easy lifestyle but I can offer you love and she's like what if I could get both (laughs) from one
1: guy that seems better also they very clearly don't love each other I
0: mean
1: they just like have a solid friendship they
0: enjoy their time together yeah they're vaguely attracted to each other He's, like, maybe a contestant that would be invited to the wedding because the other guy would be like, yeah, it's Leo. Who cares? Like, You know? <laughs> I'm not threatened by yeah, him. Yeah, like, you just be like, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I also like when you see
1: cutaway to Wills and Jason and they're like, can you predict Leo? Nah, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> that guy? Yeah. He's crazy. The three of them seem quite close. So.
2: Yeah. It is funny watching them, like, gossip about the other guy uh-huh. when they walk away. And then they come back and sit down and it's like, oh, now we're going to gossip it's about that favorite. guy. It's my favorite. Also, I want to note that she has this really, like, pivotal conversation with Leo right next to the water. And the waves the wa- are so loud. loud. I could barely <laughs> hear. I, I was glad I had the closed captions turned on. I could barely hear anything. Uh, just an amateur production fail by yeah. the Bachelorette. I was surprised. Um, and they talk about how serious it is to, like, bring a person home. And he says, well, I would need more time maybe than the other guys to be ready to propose like i can't say that i'm ready for that right now but hometowns would really help with that yeah. and she's like all right <laughs> i've heard all i need to hear she's like you're no peter sorry yeah. <laughs> i think she's just like she needed a reason yeah. to send someone home and that this was a really a good, convenient. good one.
1: yeah it's an easy one like oh you're yeah. not there yet with me I'm not there yet with you. I am there with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do this. Like if he would said, I'm in love with you, she would have been like, oh, God. crap.
2: <laughs> like when with Will, I feel like she was like, thanks. Um, but now it's going to look really bad when I pick Jason over you. <laughs>
1: he gave
0: her the easy out.
1: Yeah, yes, Leo definitely did. And I think he knew he was. He knew he was going home in some capacity.
0: What if he was just like week? devastated on yeah. that beach? Like cupcake style. You know, I about. think he was just like, uh,
1: I'm just going to kick around in the waves until they send a car to come get me. Yeah. Wills is the first person I think see being really devastated yeah. by a breakup. Right. Devastated by the breakup, not devastated by the fact he has to leave the television show.
2: Yes. Right. Um, Poor, poor Wills. Um, I love uh, him. Yeah. So they, they actually go to the night date just as a two-on-one. And she sits down with Jason and basically tries to get him to tell her that he's falling in love. Yeah. And he doesn't. Does he resists. Um, She's like, the other guys, just throwing this out there, they've been— saying some stuff that like is pretty nice to hear and you're not so maybe you want to catch up to them i thought
1: he was peter like in this uh exchange where he was very he was very vocal about his strong feelings but he refused to kind of step into that bachelorette lingo in order to reassure her to a point that wouldn't be authentic to how he was actually feeling. I liked it.
0: I liked it yeah. too. Because isn't that her biggest concern? That people are just feeding her lines and telling her what she they think she wants to hear? So to have someone not get wrapped up in this experience and taking a step back to see how he really feels before saying something that could potentially hurt her if it doesn't turn out to be true. I I liked the way right. he handled that. He didn't like take the bait sort of. <laughs> I mean, I think that this show really
2: encapsulates part of the psychological game of dating, which is that you say you want total honesty, and what you want is to not be lied to in a really obvious way. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, she doesn't want John uh, Blanc to oh, tell God. her, you know, on, like, week three after no one-on-one date <laughs> that he is, like, in love with her and ready to get married because, like— that, make, that makes a mockery of her. It makes her feel dumb. Like, and it, it's not something that she can feel good about. With someone like Jason, where they've had this time together, it's later in the relationship. She's like, please just say it. It would make me feel good to hear. And it wouldn't make her feel ridiculous. It seems like the right time it's a lie that she could convince herself of and i think that a lot of us actually feel that way in relationships where we're like please be honest but you also want your partner or someone you're dating to tell you the things that that reassure you even if they don't say them organically like it's the push-pull of like you want them to be truthful but only insofar as (laughs) it makes you feel good about what they're saying
0: and in this experience you're the bachelor bachelorette is asking for that when they know likely they can't return it. Right. So you're yes. asking for something that you can't. And that's a lot. I get, again, they sign up for that. But it is a lot to put yourself out there emotionally. And with Peter and Rachel, I always had the issue that she said she always knew it was Brian. Right. I'm like, well, then why are we trying so hard to get Peter to say he was going to get down on one knee if he knew? So it's kind of that weird— it sets up, yeah. It sets up an impossible
1: situation where a, a few people are going to just have their feelings totally trampled on at mm-hmm. some point.
2: Yeah, and I think that she, in in part, wanted Jason to say something more so that she could have an equal seeming choice. Um, I think she knew she was going to pick Jason <laughs> yeah. going into right. the date because then she him. ends yeah. up saying something like, "I have." how do I choose? I have one guy I feel really strongly for and he said I love you and I have another guy I also feel really strongly for who hasn't said I love you and it's like yeah when you put it like that it really seems like she should choose Wills so like she doesn't want to have the setup in a way where she is making the illogical choice (laughs) but um, she does and I think in certain ways it was the right decision to let Wills go earlier if she was sure but the way that The whole thing played out, did not break in her favor, and it ended up making her look um, like she was maybe trampling on their feelings and autonomy a little bit by trying to – by kind of like get it – like, Will says I love you and she's like, oh, whatever. Jason, she tries to get to say it and he doesn't. Like, it just didn't play out the way she hoped. No. (laughs)
1: Um, it did not poor Wills but um, yeah I think she he gives her this whole speech knew. about like oh, he so I, sweet. you make me believe
2: in love again and, and a hope, great man and greatness oh. and beauty and everything all the things and he feels like she loves him in some way after the night and uh, she gives the rose to Jason and walks him out and he just doesn't respond at all they have the gu- goodbye
1: conversation where she's just like You're amazing. You deserve you're deserving of love. I think you'll find your person. person. And then he even says in the limo, like the worst thing she said to me was, You're gonna find your person because that means she's not my person. Oh my God. I felt real feelings during this exit though. It's
0: like, Oh has anyone ever asked to stop the car and get out? I feel like they Probably. have, but
2: usually it's just so they can go back. Like, I thought he was yeah, going to be like, I'm going too. back.
1: Instead, he's like, I just need a little bit of fresh air and not a camera in my f- direct face while yeah. I'm weeping. Yeah. It was very, it was heart-wrenching. Also, he is, sadly, one of the uh, black male contestants to make it the farthest. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. black contestants yeah. at all to make it past week. Very few have made it past week five. Um, yeah. Obviously, Eric made it to top three, but I think Wills is the only other one to make it past
0: Yeah. week five, which I'm almost speaks so sadly. And that is
2: amazing, but he I would like to meet his parents. family. He's
0: going to be on paradise. They
1: tweeted it last night. Yes. Was, I just Will's was is pulling this up. Wills is going to paradise. I, I hope he finds love. <laughs> I hope every woman wants to go out with him. I've been hearing a Wills for Bachelor
2: uh, campaign. What do you guys think?
1: I think it depends how he does on Paradise. Yeah. I think the problem is that there are guys that they could make a really easy case for that will go farther. And it's just easier to cast someone if people like one of the top three. Yeah. Uh, But I think Wills would would do
2: pretty well. Yeah, I kind of wonder because he is so soft spoken. That Very would be chill. my only
0: concern yeah. is that he wouldn't he's be as responsive. Drama this whole season too. He's not. He doesn't really engage. I mean, I still live for the sup baby that he sent to Chris. <laughs> <That was laughs> I mean, so good. Okay. it was so good. But I think he. I don't know if he would engage in the bullshit and sort of need wanting you maybe to do certain things just for the yeah. sake of a TV production and for Paradise. I'm almost a little worried that women because. His season aired as they were filming. A lot of them didn't get to see just how great he is. They only got to see the first two episodes of, you know, Becca's season. Right.
2: But maybe they'll maybe he'll be like they'll all think he's a sleeper hit, and yes. they'll be like, no one else is gonna go for Will's. This is just my my dream. I mean, I just look, look <laughs> at
1: those beautiful eyes. Because like, like wow. Will's is
2: someone that I I always watch, and I'm like, that's someone that I would like to date in real life. Yes. Partly because he seems very chill, and. But has a sense
1: of humor. But has a sense of mm-hmm. humor. Loves Harry Potter. That's a real plus for is me. Is
2: not quite the cardboard cutout, like, bro that usually sees a little awkward and a little nerdy. But I do think that might be tough if you're going to be carrying a TV show
1: when he's, like, maybe not as high energy as yes. the lead usually
2: is. But so. that could—
1: be fine in a paradise setting yeah, when you have other people other people to play off of.
0: Well I think the next Bachelor, their problem is they're coming off of an RE season and they know they need to get this one right.
2: Hometowns next week, it looks like everyone just wants Becca to dump their child as quickly as possible. None of the parents seem on board (laughs) from this edited promo. They always make the hometowns look like such a shit show, and then it's always totally chill.
1: Yeah, and then it's usually just the parents being like, don't hurt my baby.
2: She seems great. We would love to have her (laughs) in the family. (laughs) I would rather you dump him now, unless you want to marry him, in which case I am so on board. And... Uh, I'd like to end by saying we didn't talk about action, the conch hunter. Yes. But we do finish right. the episode with by him. with him giving Becca and Colton a really embarrassing dance lesson. <laughs> Colton is a little stiff. <laughs> Should have taken more ballet lessons when he was when he was okay. pursuing his football, football career. He focused too much on football, Colton, and not enough on ballet Agil- colton yeah. and in, in the agility end, colton you yes. need agility yeah. colton and ballet colton to be your best football colton something <laughs> and something your best body, roll. Colton <laughs> best body role colton
1: thank you yeah. so much tierney for joining us and talking through you know i think we made the most of a so-so episode <laughs> yep <laughs> here's hoping next week is a little more exciting we do have tia <gasps> tia makes oh, her come wait. back We didn't even talk about that teaser. Uh, That was the best part of that teaser. Tia's coming back next week. I have a lot of feelings about it, but I guess we should probably wait to weigh in. I've resisted hearing
2: about any of the drama, really, so I can't wait to find out what
1: goes down. It's going to be fun. It will. Yeah, it will be dramatic. The most
0: dramatic ever. (laughs) Hometown ever. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) The end. The end. (laughs) What if she's, like, waiting at Colton's house? (laughs) (laughs) They show up and Tia's, like, at the table. (laughs) I was
1: like, I wouldn't be surprised. Seems like a thing they would do. Well, lots to look forward to.
2: All right, it's time for Feminism Fails. And let's not quibble around with the little fails this week. We have two pretty big ones. First of all, the basically half episode long obsession with Colton's virginity. Let's just stop assigning value to whether people have had sex or not. It's... No one's business, and it doesn't change people's value as a person. Going to give
1: that a five because we're feeling spicy. And, of course, Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court. Maybe read up on his history with voting and abortion rights. We're going to give that one a a five, a 10, a 100, a 1,000, a goodbye to gender equality forever. It's just a giant humanity fail and scary as fuck. So get involved. Speak up if you agree. Um, Yeah, don't sit idly by, even even while watching The Bachelorette. Even if it's too late. <laughs> even so. if it's too late. But yeah, you know. And on that note, <laughs> talk to you next week. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson, and of course, our guest, Tierney Bricker. Also,
2: if you have a free moment in the midst of lobbying the Senate to prevent the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh, find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts to subscribe and give us a rating. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please like us. You can find Emma and myself on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And
1: I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can always send us an email at here to make friends at huffpost.com.
2: Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week if the world has not ended.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly.
2: Beer reported by Crown Report, Chicago, Illinois.